2: Love, life, and all things here with your hosts, Megan Toloto and Suzanne Stoffer. I said our last names
3: today. I don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. It's quite formal of you. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. We are being quite formal in our radio show
2: and our hosting
3: responsibilities. <laughs>
2: That's funny. My name is Suzanne <laughs> Stopper. You can call me Suzanne Stopper.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. That's not really our style, scary, is it? No, yeah, I
2: know. It's no, really. really scary.
3: Yeah, we're we're quite the opposite of the professional radio host. <laughs> Which is it's actually kind know how we kind of like that.
1: Well,
2: and it's also kind of related to our topic today, which is like, you know, basically what is it that you're waiting uh, or waiting to give yourself permission for? What is it that you're waiting for to begin something? And like how many people have we come across that like want to have a radio show, but for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, they're putting something in front of that, like, oh, I'm not professional enough or I have to, like, do this first, or I have to do a certain amount of podcasts, then I can have a radio show. Like, it's interesting, like, the stuff that people tell me when they say, oh, I I want to hear more about your radio show and how you did that. And um, it's always, I can always tell that they're not choosing it. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. I tell people about our network all the time because I think like our producers are amazing. This platform is amazing, and it's it's interesting to see people go into their whys of why they can't choose it. But like you know, if Suzanne and I waited until we were ready to start this show, <laughs> well, um, it,
3: yeah, yeah. If I would have, if I would have, if Megan would have come to me, I mean, I was very resistant. You know, we all know this story. We've told this story many times about how Megan came and said, hey, we should do a radio show. And I was like, what? Like, I've never been on the radio. I don't consider myself like a, a like a really good speaker or anything like that or a motivational speaker. Like, I don't feel like I have a ton of talent with regards to, you know, voice or message or content or anything like that. Right. And so when she came to me, I was like, really me? And it was like, yeah, we could do it together. It'd be so fun, you know? And it really, even though it was scary as shit, you know, I was still like, okay, I'll try it. Like, uh, I'll try it. Um, And it's been so fun. It's been such an awesome way to open my voice and recognize how much I really have to say, because I have a lot to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And now we we found out... (laughs)
2: <laughs> we found out that indeed Suzanne has some things to say. Yeah.
3: You know what? I'm kind of I kind of like to go on soapboxes from, you know, for a lot of topics. Like ask me a topic, I'll get on a soapbox. You know, that's pretty much what I recognized, you know, after being on the radio. It's like, "Oh my god, I have so much to say. How come I never said this?" So, you know, I mean, that is definitely what we're talking about is, like, who or what are you waiting for to actualize your dreams, your ideas, you know, your intentions? Like, you know, I mean, we've, you know, Megan's been coaching people around their dreams for, gosh, so long. And, you know, it's one of my favorite things to coach around, too, with people. And it's so interesting how many hidden dreams people have, you know, like, this kind of you know pie in the sky idea that they don't even want to talk about won't even admit to but secretly think about all the time you know and sometimes it's like a beach house you know and sometimes it's like a healing center and sometimes it's like you know creating a million dollars you know and you know the the dream totally varies but you know if you if you kind of Push a little bit. Everybody has one, <laughs> you know, even if they haven't admitted it necessarily to themselves. And so, what is in the way of that? What is in the way of taking action on that? What is in the way of, you know, really stepping into creating that? And that's what we're talking about today.
1: Hmm.
3: Well, and something that um
2: that I see so much is that people don't give themselves permission to actually consider what they truly desire, what they truly want. And it's like a great example for me is that like I so wanted to travel for years and years and years and years. I wanted to travel. But I had this story running that uh, because I run my own business, when I leave my business, then I I lose money and you know, like, if, if I had a real job, real job, then I could have vacation time and then I could travel or some weird shit like that. Like, I don't know what I had going on with that. But the, at the end of the day, I hadn't given myself permission to have that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because the first year that you and I were together, um, I I counted it up. We took 13 trips. Not big. There were some bigger trips, but there was, like, weekend trips or you know, week-long trips or whatever, and it's like, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, and like, that was a pretty lean year for me, because of, um, I had like, kind of stepped away from a lot of the things that I was doing, and I was reinventing myself, and so, like, I probably had less money that year than I had in maybe 10 years, and yet, mm-hmm. how is it that we traveled all over the place? Like, it was because, mm-hmm. in part, you came into my world and said, well, like, that was one of the things that you know, we aligned around is that we both wanted to travel, right? And you're like, Mm -hmm. cool, then you want to travel, I want to travel, we're traveling. And it wasn't, it was beyond permission, it was almost a demand that you made (laughs) for us to travel, because I would come up with these lovely ideas, which I had been doing for years about places Mm -hmm. I'd like to go. And I would come, Mm -hmm. we would have this conversation about a place we would like to go, and I would come home and Suzanne would have booked it. And I was like, oh, crap. Because, <laughs> like, I, at the time, that morning, when we talked about it, I didn't have the resources for it. I had lots of reasons not to choose it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you come home and the tickets are purchased, it's like, oh, you! I better step it up. <laughs>
4: I better mm-hmm. step this
2: shit up right now. And And it was through that process that I realized that, there's never going to be a time where it's just like, oh, I have a million dollars in the bank. Now I can travel. Like, like we're so waiting for some kind of perfection of some sort to be able to choose. But actually, it's the choice
3: to have that that begins to create. It's, well, the, yeah, dem- I it's mean, the choice it's and the demand. It's the demand. Yeah. I mean, I had created travel in my world for years. Um because I grew up in a family that the only traveling did we did was camping in the rain. It was horrible. <laughs> you know? So like everybody get in the van and we're going to go camp, you know, with nine children and a very grumpy <laughs> dad and a, a stressed mother, you know, and we always camped when it rained. So <laughs> it was, that was that was travel as a child so when i got married i was like no like i i, I want to see the world and so it really was a demand in my world and you know and so i had been creating that for years and so it was sh- super shocking to me that you know that megan was like well when i do this when i create this much money or or she would always create workshops as a like as a travel choice. You know what I mean? But then she'd be in the workshop like every day and not actually see the plate. And I'd be like, What? Mm-hmm. Like you're not even at the ocean. You're in a hotel room listening to some person on the stage, which is cool. But hey, what about like two days before, or three days after, exploring the city that you're in, you know? So um so yeah. Um, it, it, it starts with the demand and it starts with giving yourself permission, you know, that it's not a luxury. I think for you, Megan, you thought of it as a luxury. Um, when to mm-hmm. me it was just an absolute requirement. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> You're so, so So where so where in your world are you calling something a luxury when it's actually something you truly desire and require in your world? And anything in the way wow. of you Ooh. not demanding that to be a part of mm-hmm. your life and a part of your essence and a part of an alignment of who you are, can we uncreate, destroy all that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine, short, boys, and beyond. And can you please so we have a question. That Ooh, can I remember it? My goodness. Um. So <laughs> everywhere, everywhere that you've been uh seeing something as a luxury or an idea is just like a dream when it's actually truly a desire and a requirement in your world can we uncreate and destroy all mm-hmm. that please yes right wrong good bad pod pock all nine shorts boys and beyond so there's a question in the chat room that i wanted to pose Um so, Mandy says, My question for you is how do you tell the difference if it's the permission gate um, or, like on the other show, a baby that needs three more months to bake? Mm, cool. Cool. Really well, cool what question. I would say,
2: yeah. Like, kind of what I would say is that, like, if you are, I, I think the difference would be, like, if you're, like, make taking action, right, towards something that you've already given yourself permission for and you're creating pieces or parts of it and it's still like a couple of months away, that's that Mm -hmm. that side of it. And I think that, you know, when you want to look at, like, this thing that you say you always wanted but you you never, ever create it. So, for instance, Mm -hmm. like, you know that um, the New Year's uh, resolution that you have every year? (laughs) <laughs> because mm-hmm. you don't choose it, you don't create it. Like I would say that would be the thing that you're not giving yourself permission for uh, when it's not
3: actualizing in any kind of a way in your world
2: um, and you're not choosing Yeah, you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would say that the baby that's, you know, a, that's in, in percolation, that's still in the womb. Um, Did you it, say percolation? I mean, It's percolating in there. It is a percolating.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, um, yeah, so, so that baby that's cooking, you know, that's a percolating. Um, there's, there's a process of movement forward that you can actually like, that could be in energy, that could be in conversations, that could be in action. Like if you're writing a book, for example, if your dream is to write a book and how many people, I mean, I, almost everybody has a book in them, interestingly enough. Um, and so this is a common, common thing of like one day when I write that book, you know, and so there's a process of that, right, of like, what, it, what is the, what, thinking about, like, what is the title of your book? What is the essence of your book? What would be the chapter names of your book? And then actually writing, you know, like actually writing things down, you know, sometimes even having a habit, like a daily habit of writing, you know, like, that's what writers would tell you is that they just keep writing. Um And so, you can see the process and the progress. Some of it's energetic. Some of it is, um, you know, in actual actions, right? But there's a movement forward. And so that's how I would answer the question is, um, you know, it, is there just a hard stop? Is there just like a big resistance, you know, um, that's like this, it feels so far away, You know, that there is no actual energy or movement or propelling forward. And that's pretty much the, you know, up to you where you're at with that, you know. But if it's something, like I hear all the time, people talk about this dream and it's so, it's like a balloon. It's like a balloon, like a helium balloon that's so far away, there's not even a connection to it. There's not even a trajectory. Mm -hmm. There's not even an energetic link it's just like this idea that's so almost ethereal in its energy when they speak it. So for me, when I have a client speak it to me, I can kind of tell energetically how close they are to it, how connected they are to it, you know, just by the way that they're speaking about it. Well, one of the things
2: that I do when a client comes in and they're looking to create something, a business or, you know, an ex you know, their life expanding in some way or more money. It's one of the first things that I'll do is I'll go really deep with like, okay, cool, like what else? What else do you want? Or if you got that, if I could give you that today, then what would you want? Because I think the other part of it is, is that oftentimes the things that we desire or that we think that we want are actually... Things we've taken on from the culture that we should want, taken on from our family that we should want. Mm -hmm. Like I remember, I went through this. I I went through this whole process of, like, for a couple of years of trying to decide if I wanted to have a baby or not. Right, and Mm -hmm. it was kind of interesting because I kind of woke up one day and went, "You know, if it's not a yes, it's probably Mm -hmm. a no." And with something Mm -hmm. like this, it probably should be a yes. I should just know it, you know. And I realized that. Even that process of me considering whether I wanted to have a baby or not in part was because my family put so much value on having children and that's what you should want. I mean it was conditioned into me before I could talk that I should want that, you know. And so I think mm-hmm. a lot of people they they their sort of their dreams aren't theirs. And so that's the other reason for the big disconnect sometimes. And the other reason why sometimes we don't choose it because it ain't ours, right? So everywhere mm-hmm. you're trying to create the dream life that's not even yours, can we uncreate and mm-hmm. destroy that?
3: Mm-hmm, yes.
2: Yes? Right, wrong, good, bad, yes. potter, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. So, yeah, you know, there's a couple... You...
3: Go ahead. <laughs> I I was going to give an example. I was going to give an example because I used to think I wanted this really big house. Like a, you know, like a 7, 8,000, 5,000, 6,000, 8,000 square foot house. I really thought I wanted that because I grew up in a shoebox with like eight brothers and sisters, you know. So I would look at these houses on the hill, you know, like we lived on Orchard Drive, which was like, the ghetto kind of 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 Bountiful. And then the East Bench was always this thing that I like looked up to, you know, and so all the big, big houses on the East Bench of Bountiful. Um, And so it was like something I thought I wanted as an adult. And, and yet it's like, I'd walk into these houses and they were like echo, they would just echo, right? Like they're cavernous. And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, the first thing I would think about is how hard it would be to clean it or how much money it would take to maintain it or how much it would cost for the house cleaner. And like, and, it, and, like, really the usage of all that energy and, like, how how ungreen it was for our environment and, like, all this stuff. Like, the uh, the first thing I would do is just think about, like, how this didn't work or how I didn't like the experience. So it was this really interesting uh, gap, you know, between what I thought I wanted versus the experience of actually being in a house like that, you know. And it took me probably, gosh, like, five or so years to just accept truly, that it wasn't really a desire of mine. You know, like, I love my space. I love really high-quality environment. Like, I love luxury in my space, but it doesn't have to look like 10,000 square feet, you know, and a half acre. So, um, so that was a really cool awareness of how, how many of us, you know, have adopted somebody else's dream as ours, adopted our parents' dream as ours. You know, biomimetic mimicked. Um, what our parents wanted, wanted for themselves, but also wanted for us, you know, (laughs) like how many people went to college and got the degree that their parents thought would be the best for them, you know, a lot, (laughs) so everything that that's bringing up for everybody, and everywhere that you actually can't even um, tune into your own true desires, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, right round, good, bad, pod, talk, all nine shirts, boys and beyond. So you seem to be really considering your yeses and noes on on creating and destroying because there's quite a pause in between. <laughs> there's,
2: there's actually a really big gap in timing between your where you are and where I am. Like you're there's, you're you're taking a long time too. So I'm actually saying yes. I am like saying yes so fast. It's like trying to make up for the gap,
1: actually. (laughs) Cool.
2: Well,
3: with that said, we've got to do a gap called a break. So you're listening to (laughs) Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back to talk about more choice, more desires, and more dreams.
0: Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
5: How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic?
0: or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program.
3: Oh, welcome back everybody to Love Life and All Things Weird. Should we be I a love
2: professional
3: my new commercial. again?
4: I know. No, I just don't, No, I don't you. I think it's so fun. It makes me so happy. So I know.
3: I I, I really to... like it, but now you need to be called Solito, Megan Solito. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you Solito now, because people call you <laughs> Stiletto, right? Mm-hmm. I think and that's sexy. Solito? I like that. I mm-hmm. like Stiletto a lot. I'd like to see you in <laughs> stiletto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow! But we digress. We digress. All right, but
2: wow. no, it it seems to be it seems to be an authentic dream of yours, and I'm not sure I it, if is. anybody implanted that in you growing up that you would want to see a woman in stilettos and that would turn you on. So I think that might be really yours.
3: I think it might be mine. It is probably a life goal at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not even
3: just a good idea or a dream it's probably a life goal
2: i like how i can actually make anything fit into content whatever is happening and make it relevant to our content do you like that about me
3: babe you are talented that way you really are (laughs) I have Brilliant. seen, like, curveballs, like, that you would not believe people, like, in her classes and stuff. Oh, my God, it's so funny to listen to. And she'll just, like, take the curveball and find some <laughs> obscure way to be like, and here, it's relevant. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yep, it's so, a challenge.
2: it is the capacity around my, my bullshitter, right? It's like I've always mm-hmm. been an awesome bullshitter, and yet is it mm-hmm. really bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: So, it's not, it's yeah. not, it's like that no, thing. Everything is exactly what the opposite of what it appears to be, or whatever that is. I can't ever get it right. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. is the opposite of what it appears to be. Everything is the opposite of what it appears to be, whatever that is. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. So there's,
2: so speaking of Live Your Magic, that actually is like another like sort of thing that I had in my head, I was waiting to figure out how, because I always wanted to do workshops around the world. I always wanted to travel and like, um, I, I've i been teaching workshops and not years. just
3: attend, right? Yes. So like,
2: mm-hmm. um. I always knew that I I wanted to be able to sort of work remotely from wherever I was and that for a couple of years I've been um, changing my business up so that I could travel and still create business while I was on the road. But the thing that I, in my mind, that I thought I'd have to give up is live events. Because if I do that, I won't be able to have live experiences, which is my very favorite thing of all time is to be live in front of a group and to facilitate groups. Like, that's like, I just just turns me up and on, and I didn't want to give that up. And I had it in my head because, like, I don't know how to create a workshop and take it on the road. I don't have the resources. I don't have the team. I don't have the blah, 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 right? And so how many hows are in front of, have you put in the way of the life and living that mm-hmm. you truly desire? And everything mm-hmm. that brings up on this time, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of all nine boys shirts and beyond. So it's never about the how to, people. It's about the choose to. It's about number one, desiring it, and number two, choosing it, and then seeing what shows up. And the truth is, is even though I've done two live your magics, I still don't totally know how to bring it on the road. There's still people coming in that are bringing me resources and ideas and showing me how to make this more of a reality. But it's like the, the, the best training of all is when you choose and then you see why it is that you chose that and you see the how being revealed for you, like, you know, the stepping stones in a river, right? It's like all of a sudden they start appearing, but you have to get into the river. you got to, like, choose to cross the river, and that's when you're going to find the stones that will get you across, and it's kind of like what you said, Suzanne, about, like, you didn't, I was like, I don't do radio, I'm not a speaker, I'm not this, and then you chose it, and then you found out how much you wanted to say. And I, mm-hmm. see, I see that happening over and over and over again. When I chose that I wanted a lifestyle that included travel, I began to really see where that desire was coming from. I realized that actually the, I have contributions to make to the earth and the earth in different areas of the world. And those different places in the world have energies for me, for what I'm here to do, for my purpose. And so, like, the travel has to – there's this whole other element to travel that I didn't have any awareness of, but that my desire was speaking through me because it wanted me to grow. And, in fact, most of our desires, most of the lives that we really want to be living – there is there is a growth that's trying to happen through us, and then we throw this thing called, oh, that's just a luxury, or I don't know how, or we put all of these things on top of it when it's like that desire is trying to grow us. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and you don't won't know what that is until you actually let yourself choose it. And one of the things that I have, like I realized today is that you know, a lot of people ask, like, well, I've been asking for more money and it's not coming, right? And it's like, but have you given yourself permission and have you chosen the life that actually requires more money? Mm-hmm. Because if you haven't done that, there's actually not space for what it is you're asking for. Everything this is bringing up.
1: Of- yeah, can so we have a great
3: That's so smart. So smart, Megan. Well, babe, you're pretty brilliant. Thank
2: you, because dear. truly Thank you like much.
3: yeah truly if you want more money but then you're still projecting or the trajectory of your life is still based on so say you want $5,000 a month or something or $10,000 a month you know but you're still living a lifestyle called $3,000 a month you know you're still living that you're still choosing from that place how is there going to be any space for that $10,000 a month life to come into basically that's what you're saying so it's like choosing it's choosing the bigger life so in our world you know that shows up a lot as if we're going to travel the world then I'm buying the tickets you know I'm buying the flight Um, even though my bank account doesn't necessarily say that I can buy the ticket (laughs) right (laughs) like it's, it's It's saying, okay, I'm leaning into this, and what is the action step that's uncomfortable that is, you know, that is the true commitment to this lifestyle? So if you, you know, if you're really wanting to write a book, and there is no, like, actual movement or energy or uh, momentum, or if you actually haven't written down one word on a page you know, and you're waiting for that, you know, three-month sabbatical to start something, you know, to actually start writing, it's not going to happen. It's like start now with what you have. Like lean into the uncomfortable choice. Maybe that's, you know, a commitment of writing for 15 minutes. Maybe that's buying the airline ticket. Maybe that's having a conversation with a loved one, you know, that feels really hard, you know it's it, it start now, if you ask any entrepreneur, any successful entrepreneur, they started with the resources they had they didn't ask- they didn't wait for funding, you know they didn't wait for the venture capital list um they just did shoestring budget and figured it out now and started now right, right.
2: And I I want to like I want to back up a little bit, but also kind of include this last piece that you're sharing. Is that I would like to kind of do some things because I really I really feel like, hon, that one of the biggest reasons that people don't take action is they really haven't given themselves permission to actually have and be the things they're asking for. And I think that as we create. Because permission, giving ourselves permission, actually is creating space for a future, for a different possibility in mm-hmm. a different future, right? And so it's like this, you know, your example of being an author. What is it that have they given themselves permission to actually see themselves as an author,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And to actually see themselves in the world as an author if it's a best selling author or whatever it is that their goal is around that um have they really given themselves permission to be living that life
1: you know and
2: and one of the things that i um that i see more and more for myself is that as i like i probably these days i probably look at and what i want my life to be, what I want my living to look like, I probably visit that idea probably a couple times a month. And what I'm noticing right now is this trajectory where I'm actually seeing more for myself every time. When I envision something for myself now, I like I I know that that's what I can see in this 10 seconds, and that if I continue to in like, to look at what I want my life to be, that it continues to grow, that there's this sort of energy that continues to expand. And as I see or sense more possibility, it's like I get to also add the permission of that as my life and living, like, can I see myself as uh, somebody who travels the world like putting on workshops and authoring books and, you know, uh, having that lifestyle, right? I've got to give well, it's, permission it's, for every new thing I'm letting myself see.
3: Yes, and I would say I kind of go beyond the idea of permission because it's almost as if you see yourself, it's, a, it's an identity, like it's who you are. It's who you really are as a world traveler. So, you know, I did... Um, I was a personal trainer for 10 years and uh, a health coach, and 97% of people who try to get healthy or lose weight fail, 97%. So when you look at the 3% who are successful, one of the key elements to their success is they actually start identifying themselves as a fit, healthy, strong person. They actually Mm -hmm. see themselves as a new identity, as a new way of being, of a way of, like, actually who they are. And so they actually embody that. And the, the motivation and inspiration comes from a beingness, comes from who they are, rather than what they're trying to get to. And so I think it goes beyond permission. Permission is first, but then it's almost as if, like, you give yourself permission, and then you give yourself permission again next week, and then you give your per- yourself as much permission as you can, and as you keep doing that, you actually step into the identity of that person and, and see mm-hmm. yourself as that, right? hmm Okay, so
2: I'm gonna tell on myself because I just realized something as we were talking. Because we were talking about this author thing, right?
0: And I was like, Mm -hmm. Well, have
2: you given has this person given themselves permission to see themselves as an author? And the funny, the funniest thing is, is like I keep forgetting that a few days ago I became a best selling author. And Mm -hmm. part of that is is that I haven't given myself permission to be that. Even though I am that, like I contributed a chapter in a book called *The Energy of Magic*, and it came out June thirtieth, and it's on oh, I think it's on eight Amazon bestseller, like number one on eight lists in Amazon right now, and like, <laughs> and I like, I just noticed that I didn't even say that on the show, I I for, I'm forgetting mm-hmm. to tell people, like, and it's like I haven't even like. You know, shared it with my my newsletter list or anything, and it's and I keep it keeps like going under the radar, and it's interesting because it's like I realize that even though I actually achieved it, I'm still not giving myself permission to be it, and everything. So and everything you've all so everything you've already achieved, you're still not giving yourself permission to be, so that you can't actually yes. go to the next possibility. Can we and I mean, receive that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, raw, good, bad, pot poc, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And so babe, we have a, have a collar, by the way. Okay. You know, cool. We, you Let don't know that we have a collar. Mm-hmm. I didn't know because I don't. I don't have a computer <laughs> at the moment. So, um, so I just want to finish this one thought. Then maybe we go to break and mm-hmm. take the collar, because we only oh. have. We I don't think we have enough time for the collar before the break. Okay. So. Um, I had a client this week that is really, really successful um, in her field and like probably in the top 3% in her field. And it was so interesting because in this conversation, she realized that she hadn't given herself permission to actually see herself as, right? And it's, And that actually kind of brought up this sort of idea of like, wow, it's like not only are we not giving ourselves permission for like the life we really want, but how is it that we're not even allowing ourselves to be and to actually look at what we've already created and seeing ourselves as a success within that, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's so funny because it's like we're waiting for something certificate, the permission, the how, the whatever it is to be, to have God come down and bestow something upon us, and then, okay, now I can be that, and that Mm -hmm. day, it's all choice, are you willing to choose to be it, are you willing to give yourself permission to have it, and ready, set, go, you know,
3: Mm -hmm. and will you actually receive it? You know what I mean? Once you've already created it. <laughs> like, it's like you not seeing yourself as an author. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's super interesting. You know, I think for me, I'm, like, I have, I have uh, judged myself so much in relationship, you know, that I've, like, seen myself as this failure in relationship. And yet, like I've literally been in relationships since I was like 16 years old, you know. And so, truly, I would have to say, like, I'm kind of a master of relationships, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, I, I really don't, I really don't know how to not do romantic relationships so how much am i not receiving of my own you know gifts talents and capacities and actual just like true tenacity with regards to relationships you know i'm <laughs> not choosing because i've been judging myself so much for it so everything that is i uncreate and destroy it
2: good job you, right well, right well,
3: right right Did
2: you hear me call you a chihuahua chihuahua. of romantic Yes, I did. You just do not A romantic
3: chihuahua. (laughs) I never give (laughs) up on relationships. (laughs) Okay, romantic chihuahua. (laughs) So with that, we're going to go on break. (laughs) You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're going to come back and get our caller, Becky, on the line.
0: Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
5: How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic?
0: eight seven three six or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the air with Megan and Suzanne. Now back to the program.
2: <laughs> Are you gonna bring the people in? <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back everyone to our crazy rendition of a radio show called Love, Life, and All Things Worth on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. I believe we have a caller, which I'm very excited about, so bring on Becky. Hello? Hello?
4: Hello? Hello? Becky, how are you? It's been so long since we heard from you. I am just like awesome. (laughs) Of course, you're awesome. Both of you are, apparently.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you. And of course, you're awesome. And thank you for sharing your awesomeness with all of us here today.
4: Do you have a question for us? Well, yeah, super interesting conversation. We could talk about this Mm -hmm. for like the next six years. Mm -hmm. Um, True that. Here's my question. So rolling back your conversation a little bit here. Um, so I have become increasingly aware that I would like to travel also. And actually, for most of my life, I didn't didn't actually think that I wanted to. You know, I'd hear people say, oh, mm. yeah, I want to get old and travel all over. And I thought, well, that's not really um, anything that I want to do and then um i just started to become more and more aware that actually i did <laughs> i don't i'm not sure what switched there if it was uh maybe that it was somebody else's desire not to travel uh and i gave that back mm-hmm. or i'm not sure but anyways so a few months ago i just had this um i don't know what to say, but how to describe it. But I just knew that I needed to go somewhere. I needed to travel to this this specific place. And I booked tickets. And Mm. of course, so then off I went um, because I just, I just knew I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. I didn't have any money, blah, blah, blah. Um, But then of course I went and it was, awesome, amazing, but now I have, you know, back home and in real life again, and I have this massive debt um, that I have incurred because of this, because of, I thought I was following you know, the whispers, and I thought, well, okay, so if I follow that, you know, things will work out and yeah. Help. Mm-hmm. help.
1: Can you
2: help me? <laughs> well, that's there's, um <laughs> Cool. Cool. Like, I, to- I get that because I've, I've also done that, right? And the first thing I want to look at with you is, like, the word massive stuck out for me, right? Because I've worked with people that have had half a million dollars in debt. Are you half a million dollars in debt?
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> No? Okay, good. So, like, (laughs) okay, so
2: first of all, like, like, so what have you made, what have you made, uh, what have you decided massive debt is that it actually isn't? And everything that is, science got thing, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So that's the first thing is like, okay, so you owe some money on credit card bills. Cool what's it going to take to pay that off, right? So it's like you're making the debt significant and you're making it a wrongness. So that's the first mm-hmm. thing that I see, right? And then the, and then like the 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 other piece that I see is like, you know, where do you believe that if you actually actually choose what you want that you're going to have to pay for it? That so mm-hmm. there's going to be some kind of punishment if you actually just go get what you want.
4: Oh yeah, and everything
2: that is t- <laughs> everything that brings up a let's talk. Can we to create, destroy it.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. Wrong. Good. Bad. Pawn and pock. All nine boys. Shorts. Yeah. It's kind of like the have to pay the piper. That's yeah, kind of a phrase
4: that you gotta pay later.
3: <laughs> yeah. <A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A>. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, it's so just, and- your life is just following the script right the script that you outlined either consciously or unconsciously your life is just following that script hmm
2: yeah. so everywhere you're just following your life script and you have to pay the piper and if you get, if you're going to have fun you're going to have to pay for it later can we uncreate and destroy that yes Right, wrong, good, bad, pawn and pock, all nine boys' short, send me out. it's so funny. I'm hearing because <laughs> for people who don't know, Becky's my niece, and the funny thing is, is I am hearing the voice of my uh, my grandma, mom, the the mom that raised me. Like all these phrases, it's like, well, you made your bed, now you got to lie in it. You know, and I, I think mm-hmm. I really think this is a family pattern, and this may explain why mm-hmm. I have more debt than I still want. So bring it up for me. <laughs> Uncreate <laughs> and destroy it. This is all the show's all about me anyway. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, the pod, <laughs> <I'll save> house. <myself. laughs> but how much do we have like and how much is that prohibiting actually us choosing the life we really want? Because like if you if we actually believe that um there's gonna be a price to pay if we actually choose the things we really want, then why would we ever choose the things we really want?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you I'm have some insight in on this being. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say Master Joseph in the chat room is saying it a different way, saying getting what you want now creates lack later. Mm
1: hmm. Ooh,
2: Everything that is, times of Godzilla, can we create, destroy it? Yeah. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot I'll name voice for Suzanne. So, Suzanne, like being out, being uh, maybe more objective than me on this, what do you see in, like, in that family pattern? Did
3: I did I speak that correctly? Like, you've seen me probably do something yeah. similar. Yeah, I think so. And I think what I would say is that there was probably some opportunities for creation. There was probably some choice points to have it actually be easeful, to actually have the money, quote, show up. But it was it was really your choice. Your choice point or opportunity that you didn't, you weren't aware of or that you didn't choose, so that the script could play out in the way that it always has played out. So, what I would say is, you know, in yes, clearing the script, right? But then also becoming aware of the choice points of the opportunity that might have been missed to create that you know like were you energized after this vacation and did you have a lot more um ideas come through and was there an idea for you know some kind of workshop that you wanted to do or whatever like whatever kind of uprising energy that might have occurred you know did you did you kind of like follow that energy Or was it, or did you just follow the kind of unconscious script of the family? So everywhere that you start the process, you know, like, of like, leaning in and choosing, and then you actually don't follow the wave, you don't follow the energy all the way through, um, because of your unconscious patterns or scripts. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. 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 Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, girl, nine, shirts, boys, and beyonds. Because, you know, of course, then it's going to be like self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like, see, I did choose this and it didn't work out, you know? So now I have to deal with the consequences. When in actuality, there was probably, you know, the way that the universe works is like, okay, so, hmm, how about this opportunity? How about this choice? How about this, you know, uh, receiving? Can you open your receiving um, you know, can you let go of your control um you know trying to control how it all comes in <clears throat> and see what's actually possible and see if there's a way to follow that energy all the way through to a different outcome
4: so what you say it's interesting, go ahead, Becky. I am. Um... Yeah, I'd say that when I went on the trip, that what kept coming up for me was that I felt like more like myself when I was on Mm -hmm. that trip than I have for quite a while. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, when I, when we, when I came home, I was so distressed, I think, that about the money situation. And then, of course, um, because I'm the same thing as Megan, if I'm not here working, I don't have a real J-O-B, right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: and then
4: you come home and you haven't uh, been creating income for a while. So then it, that you just compounded the situation. Um, and it's it's taken months to just get get that caught up, let alone in front of that massive debt, Megan. Mm-hmm. The fantastic. massive debt.
3: <laughs> that is fantastic. Hey, by the way guys, we have about 30 seconds before the end of our show. Uh-huh. Just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> so okay,
2: like, well. let me see if I can kind of sum this up is that what I see is that you didn't keep choosing it, Becky. You didn't keep choosing mm-hmm. the vacation. You stopped choosing the vacation when you came home and told yourself it was wrong because you were in debt. Yeah,
4: true. True, true that.
3: Yeah. Cool. Thanks for calling, so, Becky. Love you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> guys. Thank you. Love mm-hmm. you, too. Maybe we should continue this conversation because maybe we're not done Mm -hmm. with it yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Goodbye, everybody!
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.